when we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to the camp house here at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks for dropping by. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by Calming Care from my friends at Purina Veterinary Diets. Not only uh, do those folks at Purina work hard every day to feed our dogs well, they work hard every day to improve the health of our dogs. And if your dog is an over-barker, over-jumper, over-active dog, you'd like to settle them down without drugs, calming care might be just exactly what you're looking for. It works naturally over time to settle the overactive dog. Calming care. Learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Well, if you were in Nashville, Tennessee today at the Gaylord Opryland Resort, You'd hear a lot of this. That's because the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention and Sports Show is underway at the Gaylord. Call makers from all over the world, auctions, raffles, more than $25,000 in prize money in the various turkey calling competitions. It's a turkey hunter's Christmas this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, we're going to go turkey hunting this weekend. Spring season's about to kick off all across the country, and we're headed for the great state of Mississippi. Going to go turkey hunting with a new friend of mine. His name is Michael Simpson. Now, we've had a lot of turkey hunting hot shots on this show through the years. Preston Pittman and, gosh, Ray I has been here many, many times. Lots of guys that are really famous and good at chasing turkeys. What attracts me to Michael Simpson and his brand new book, When Kings Go to Battle, is he's just like me. He's a turkey hunter. He works for a living outside of the turkey industry, but when he's not at work, in the springtime particularly, he's chasing turkeys. He does a real good job of documenting his day at the end of a hunt, and he's compiled a lot of that good stuff in a new book. When Kings Go to Battle, I want you to hear about this book. It's not a how-to. It's simply Michael's experiences on paper. He's done a heck of a job putting it together, and you're going to meet him coming up a little later on. If you are in the state of Mississippi, you might want to head over to Jackson today. It's time for the annual Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, Mississippi State Fairgrounds. Rods, reels, bows, UTVs, ATVs, tractors, farm equipment, good old boys and gals everywhere. Jackson, Mississippi, today and tomorrow at the fairgrounds. The outdoor show season continues next weekend with the Safari Club International Show in Nashville this year. So, hey, if you're there for the NWTF convention, you might as well stick around. Over 30 seminars led by industry pros. Whether you're a hunter, angler, general outdoorsman, you'll enjoy the SCI Show, Safari Club International, in Nashville next weekend. 33rd Biennial, that means every other year, convention is coming up for Pope and Young Club. The bow hunters are getting together April 12th through the 15th at the Nugget Casino Resort, Reno. And it's a little early now, but get it on your calendar. I'll be there to emcee the weigh-in each day at the 2023 version of the Crappie Expo, the richest crappie tournament on planet Earth, September 22, 23, and 24, Birmingham, Alabama. I'll be looking for you there. It's everything crappie fishing and the world's largest crappie fry. Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, feeds everybody free on Saturday. 
This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. The big boys are fishing again as of this weekend. The Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour and the Bassmaster Elites are back on the water. The Elites, Okeechobee, Florida, just up the road on one of my favorite bodies of water, the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes, is the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. They've been taken off from Big Toho Marina every morning. They'll weigh in this afternoon and crown a champion at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Go catch that weigh-in if for no other reason than to tip your hat to the greatest bass angler of all time, Kevin Van Dam. He's announced his retirement. This is his farewell tour this year, the all-time leading money winner in professional bass fishing, more than $7 million. He won the Bassmaster Classic four times, FLW Angler of the Year 2001, and a seven-time Bassmaster Elite Angler of the Year. No one's ever done it better than Kevin. I know he'd love to see you at the weigh-in at Big Toho Marina this afternoon at 4 o'clock. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, let's go fishing. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the vineyards, campground, and cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park, located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. 
Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. The state of Nevada offers a special non-resident-only mule deer tag each year, which greatly enhances your chance of getting drawn. But you need to hurry. The deadline is Monday, March 6th. So now is the time to enter. To enter the draw, you need to be sponsored by an outfitter. And that starts at NevadaOutfitters.org. That's NevadaOutfitters.org. This special tag is for non-resident mule deer hunters only. And the draw is just days away. Contact NevadaOutfitters.org today. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Casaria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world. Human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path. The truest path. Nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. Kinder Outdoors Bragging Board is open for business. Send a picture and a brief description. KinderOutdoors.com A Kinder Outdoors howdy to Ted Burton in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for the note, Ted. Thanks for listening. Barnett Wood II is in Starkville, Mississippi. And that's where he hears Kinder Outdoors. Thank you, Barnett. In Hayworth, Illinois, it's Darren Benz. And we also heard from Mark Johnson in Potter, Nebraska. Thanks so much for dropping by the website and saying hello. Thanks for listening to Kinder Outdoors, whether that's a podcast, a broadcast, AM, FM, satellite, word of mouth, gossip around the coffee shop, however you get the word. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you spending a little time with us at Kinder Outdoors, brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic from the really smart people at Purina. 
Fortiflora, it works to settle GI upset in our dogs. Whether you turkey hunt or not, you would really enjoy reading Michael Simpson's book. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, Chock Full of Great Turkey Hunting Stories. Welcome to the show, Michael. Good to have you. I appreciate the call. You bet. Absolutely. You've got a new book out there. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, uh, and we're talking about springtime tur- turkeys and specifically uh, the eastern species of birds. Where'd you get that uh, title? I-, I know where you got it, but I want you to explain it to folks. Uh, it's right out of Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, where it says, In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle. And I was reading that passage while I was writing the book, and I said, you know what? That's the name of the book, When Kings yep. Go to Battle. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. You love the turkey hunt. I guess you still deer hunt, duck hunt, do other things, but you're eating up with turkeys. Yeah, pretty much anything, the deer and the duck, they just pass the time to the springtime. And um, that's um, – I get all my work done the other three, <laughs> the other nine months of the year. Uh, come March, April, May, I'm pretty much turkey hunting every day. Now, I will still work during that time, but I'm usually going in uh, to work uh, the late shift. And I mean, I burn that candle at both ends during the springtime. So, are you one of those guys that after you tag out, I, you you can't shoot another bird? You've hit your limit. Do you still go out and study the birds, watch the birds, listen to the birds? I will, I've got a network of friends that once my season ends, I will continue to hunt uh, with them. Um, I'm getting to where I really enjoy that part of it because I don't, it's it's not necessary that I be the one to pull the trigger. I just like to be on, in on the hunt. You know, I don't, I don't have to kill the bird uh, for it to be a success. Of course, that is the ultimate goal. I like to eat turkey, but, uh, but at the end of the day, <laughs> You know, I, I keep journal records of all of my hunts, and I, there's a trend that I've noticed here lately that, uh, and it took me a while to, to notice it, that on the hunts that I kill, uh, the entries into the, my journal are shorter. And the ones that the bird gave me the slip made me, you know, be the idiot that I sometimes am, uh, those are rather lengthy. And I can't say, uh, can't sit here and say that uh, I actually don't enjoy the ones that uh, give me the slip more than the ones that I actually killed the bird. Uh, it's all fun. It's fun every time. And those that give you a whipping, you learn more from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the ones that you remember more than the bird that just flies off the roost, takes two steps, and you shoot it. Uh, you know, I, I like to have a hunt like that every now and then, but, man, sometimes sometimes you got to struggle to be able to appreciate, the you know, the really good times. You so. bet, yeah. It's fun to call them. It's fun. You talk about calling for other guys and letting them do the shooting. That's, absolutely, that's a lot of fun. You're going to love the book if you're a turkey hunter or not, if you just love the outdoors. Uh, this is It's a really cool book. Uh, it's 100 pages, so you can sit down and read this thing uh, in, in the uh, deer blind one morning or a slow day on the boat or whatever. I mean, it's, a, it's a short read, and it's really good. It's entertaining. It's not a how-to book. We've got a lot of how-to books on hunting turkeys. Right. It's an experience book. It's, you right. jot down your memoirs uh, in this book, but through those memoirs, you're going to learn a lot about turkey hunting. You know, that's what I tell people, Billy, that I, this is not a how-to book, like you said, but I'll have you at the base of that tree with me, and you'll see how I did it that day. Now, and I'll tell you, it'll be whether the good or the bad. I'm not. I'm not afraid to 
uh, to share my mishaps. I mean, I've got an entire chapter. The last chapter in that book is dedicated just to the times that I messed things up. And, uh, you know, it, that's just that's just part of the experience. You know, a lot of turkey hunting stories, that they all are around the same. You know, the bird gobbles, you call to him, he comes, and then he's a heap of feathers. Uh, but not all of those hunts in that book are, are like that. Uh, it's various topics. Um, now, there has been several people that have read this book cover to cover, one setting. They tell me they couldn't put it down. Of course, that's a great compliment to me. Uh, most readers nowadays, they will read a chapter a night on any book that they've got, regardless if it's mine or somebody else's. Uh, so I tailor this book to be that type of book. That way, you know, if you have five to ten minutes, you can sit down and read one of my chapters, and the next night you wouldn't have to necessarily remember what you read the, the previous night. Each chapter stands alone. And, it's, you, you know, we've got a wide range of topics. There's one chapter uh, dealing with my first bird, Old House Place Road. The Old House Place Road is probably, uh, from the feedback that I've gotten so far, probably the favorite chapter of a lot of my readers. Um, In the Presence of Mine Enemies is another one where it's talking about hunting public land, and public land in Mississippi is unlike any other place in this country from what I've heard. So, But it's all, it's it's been a fun process. It, it really has. I bet it has, yeah. I, I uh, do that a lot, and I, and I recommended before. Take a journal with you or even a little voice recorder. Throw it in your backpack right. uh, no matter what you're doing and, and take notes for yourself. Keep a journal. Go back and read that stuff 10, 15 years later, right. and, and you can relive it uh, all over again. The book is called When Kings Go to Battle, We're Hunting Springtime Turkeys, uh, as that season's right around the corner uh, with Michael Simpson, a new book that that he has out. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about public land uh, because, number one, you know, a lot of turkey guys, a lot of really smart turkey guys will tell you that, you know, out of the four or five, count Mexico, North American species, the old Eastern is the toughest, toughest of the bunch. He's the toughest to, to call in and, and make him cooperate. So if you cut your teeth on Easterns, and that's your bird, you're an Eastern guy, in Tennessee and in Mississippi, uh, and still in, in Mississippi. Uh, and you do that on public land, especially with the pressure that you guys get down in Mississippi, you're going to turn out, you're either going to quit and go do something else, buy some golf clubs or something, or you're going to be a doggone good turkey hunter after a while. I mean, it, it's either sink or swim with this. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good turkey hunters out there that, and I, and I can't, say this from personal experience because I'm not as traveled as some people are when it comes to the turkey hunting. There's a lot of uh, talk about, you know, killing a bird in every state, in each state. And Well, I know two in this state of Mississippi that have quietly been going around, and they will probably uh, kill in all 49 probably in the next two years. And it's, it's just people that you don't know about. And uh, they're doing it on public land. Um, there is some really good turkey hunters down here. Um, I'm probably average. I'm not going to, you know, I wrote a book, but that doesn't make me, you know, necessarily a, an expert in that arena. But I am passionate about the wild turkey, and I am passionate about uh, the pursuit of it. And I want the reader to, when he finishes my book, or she, and not necessarily to think, boy, you know, he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to kill a turkey. 
I want them to know how passionate that I am about it and that the turkey is worth being passionate about because that pursuit is there is nothing else like it. If a man had to only choose one and I could only choose one, it would be the wild turkey. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to get some how-to from you about hunting public land and maybe a few tips that uh, you can give us uh, as we start to scope out uh, the springtime. Can you hang on just a minute? Yes, sir. If you own a dog, working dog or house dog, you really ought to keep Fortiflora in the fridge because GI upset happens to all of our dogs and Fortiflora fixes that. Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedom. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com. And 
just down the road. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. I was talking to my buddy Kevin Welburn at Joshua Creek Ranch down uh, in Bernie, Texas, just outside of San Antonio the other day, and it was pretty exciting for me anyway because we're starting to put together our next visit to the ranch. When I leave the ranch, I'm always looking forward to the next one. You'll feel that way too. World-class bird hunting amongst the very best on planet Earth, says our friends at Beretta and Orvis and Shooting Sportsman. It's five-star Texas hospitality. Down in Mississippi, Michael Simpson, turkey hunter Michael Simpson, has written a book about his experiences. We're talking about that today. Michael, thank you for hanging on, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Michael Simpson has a new book out. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, talking about springtime turkey hunting. And he's done a lot of his turkey hunting on uh, public land, and public land that gets a lot of pressure. I want you to talk us through that a little bit, because in a lot of states, a lot of folks listening to us today, the only option they have is public land. Uh, what What are some scouting tips that you can give us, Michael, if we're going to go on a public hunt? Well, if I'm encountering a new piece of ground, the first thing I'm going to do is find the water and just work my way out from there as far as just scouting is concerned. Um, I try to stay as low impact um, as, as possible. Um, we think we can walk into the woods without making ripples, but we actually uh, have a quite a quite a, a presence when we walk into the woods. Um, so I try to limit that 
uh, as much as I can. Um, one other thing that you have to do, well, I take a lot of notes on the people that hunt the same areas that I do and what their tendencies are because, you know, you might know what a, a group of turkeys are doing, but that doesn't do you a lick of good if you know that three people are going to be hunting those same birds. Uh, so you have to kind of find the birds that are away from the crowd, and, uh, you know, you have to scout the people as much as you do the turkeys. Yep. Hey, they pattern us better than we pattern them. So if you've got people that have been tromping in and out of there in the same places every day and year after year, they know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and people, I think that is the, the greatest problem that new hunters have is they don't realize exactly what kind of impact they're having. Uh, they walk into the woods, they cause a squirrel to bark, you know, they cause, you know, just a little bit of activity there that, you know, it might not spook the turkeys totally away, but that gobbler's already written off that place. You know, if you start working a turkey, he's going to hang up just because that squirrel might have been barking. I know I know that it might sound just far-fetched, but that's, you know, just because, the, 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 just because he's gobbling doesn't mean he ain't already spooked. Uh, and he might yep. be gobbling to everything that you send to him, but he's already written you off. Uh, you know, you're sitting in a red zone to him. Just, you know, I used to be like, well, he was still, he wasn't spooked. You know, he was still gobbling to me, but that's, that's not the case. He is spooked. He is giving you courtesy, but he ain't coming to that spot. You're going to have to yeah. do something different. You, uh, hunt down there in Mississippi. You hunt a lot of hardwood country. From reading your book, I can tell you hunt, hunt a lot of hardwoods. My buddy Ray I up there in Missouri, yes, he hunts the hardwoods and hollers and hills and sounds like similar kind of country. Uh, where most of my turkey hunting is out in West Texas. A lot right. of places I set up, I can see several hundred yards. Not necessarily the case with you. When you go to roost your birds in the dark early in the morning, uh, and you, you've got a little cover to work with there, how, right. how close How close do you, knowing your shot is going to be limited, how close do you try to set up to that roost? Probably on average, if I was just the average kill that I've had over the years, probably 150 yards. Uh, later in the season, if, uh, if I haven't tagged out and, the, and it gr gets green up, I can get a little bit tighter. Um, what I want to do when I sit down on a bird on the roost is I want to be able to get, I want my best first option, but I want to be able to go to my option B undetected if I can. In other words, I don't want to get so tight that if things go sideways, I can't make a move. I always want to be able to do one one chest move ahead of the turkey and let the calls do the walking for me, you know, as far as closing that final distance. Uh, I like to keep as many options in any any moment when I'm turkey hunting. I, I'm thinking of options at all times, and that's pretty much my mantra on it. You know, try to keep it low impact, uh, but I, I will set up for – I will set up on a bird thinking, what am I going to do if this happens? You know, always thinking ahead. I, I hear guys talk about shooting them with a 410 and a right. 20 gauge. Hey, listen, I, I go out and I get the biggest, longest, heaviest <laughs> 12 gauge, smack them in the face choke that I can put in my, you know, 68 inch barrel. Right. I, <laughs> I want all that I can throw at them. What do you hunt them with? Well, um, you know, I, I believe in familiarity of a gun. With a gun, uh, I don't have a special turkey gun. Uh, I use the same gun that I kill ducks with, doves with. I, I like to be familiar. 
because you never know when you might have to get one that's uh, – I've shot them flying. I've shot them running. Um, I know some people would cringe at that, but, you know, it, it's going to happen sometime or another, and you want to be able to get on that bird very quickly. Um, you know, I shoot a Super Black Eagle II uh, with a uh, with a Primos Jellyhead, and I do use TSS. Uh, that's a topic in itself right there. But uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm like you. I want to have a lot of horsepower. I like to have a lot of room for error. Not that I'm going to be shooting that gobbler that's standing out there at 60 yards out in the field because, you know, I just, I'm not usually in a field setting. I'm usually, you know, it, my, most of my shots, I think the last five birds, if you were going to average them, it's probably going to be around 30 yards. Uh, once they break that uh, 35 to 30, I'm, I'm going to shoot them. I'm not going to get too cute and let them get too close because, I mean, that's where misses happen. Uh, but if he's coming and if he stops at 30 yards, I'm going to, I'm going to eat him. And, uh, but I, it's funny that you mentioned that about all the horsepower on your shotgun. I've got a friend in Tennessee and he shoots a lot of his uh, turkeys with a bow. But if he doesn't shoot it with a bow, when he takes his shotgun out, He's got a 10 gauge, uh, three and a half inch, of course, and I mean he's he, he's he's one extreme to the other, shooting TSS yep. or or archery. There is no gray area with him. It's one extreme to the other. There you, know. you go. You're hey, you're but, talking but they about each their own, man. Each their yeah, own. that's that's just go go get in the woods. You were talking right. about uh, shooting them on the fly, shooting them on the run. The first bird that the great Walter Parrot ever shot had flown over him from, from a roost over a rock he was sitting on. He shot it flying away uh, like a dove hunt, you know. So just right. shoot them. They taste the same. That, that is exactly right. I mean, I want to do things right, you know, as far as, you know, call them in and, and just, you know, have them standing there perfect. But, you know, sometimes things aren't perfect. Um, you know, as long as they're in range, and I, I won't pull the trigger unless I think that I – well – not think unless I'm almost positive I'm gonna kill that bird. You know. Yep, there you uh, go. There, so, I have made the human element on that. You know, there's always going to be, you know, a wad of briars, or there's going to be a little twig. You know, that you're that you are so focused on that bird that you don't see it. You know, three feet off your gun barrel. You know that. You know, it's it's kind of hard to when you develop that tunnel vision. You know, when you're looking at a gobbler, uh, you know you got to you got to make a conscious effort to back up your vision all the way back to that gun barrel. Say, am I, am I clear all the way to it? You know, and, and sometimes that's hard to do. You bet. Hey, we've got to take another little break. But, uh, Michael, if you can hang with me, we're going to come back and talk about calling, okay? Okay. The book is uh, is brand new. You can learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Michael Simpson wrote it. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, talking about hunting springtime turkeys. We'll be right back. Hey, not only world-class bird hunting, but free-range, low-fence axis deer hunting at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, my absolute favorite mammal to hunt and on the dinner table. And don't overlook the turkey hunting. Classic Texas Hill Country Rios, spring and fall. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you pay me a visit at kinderoutdoors.com. This is Michael Waddell, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. At Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing in Roanoke, Texas, we've been doing it right for 30 years now. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. When it comes to producing all the meat that your animal will yield in only the cleanest and most sanitary facility. And all your meat will be vacuum sealed, airtight, to preserve the fresh flavor. With more than 40 fresh and smoked recipes handed down generation to generation in the Mazzocchio family, your family will love it. From breakfast sauces to taco meat and tamales. Our jerky won the Bass Pro Shop Best Jerky Award three out of four years. Your wife is going to love what we do with your wild game at Cinnamon Creek. Our products are sampled and approved by wives and kids. From day one, we've held ourselves to a higher standard at Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. And over the past 30 years, the quality of our foods have never changed. We work extended hours during hunting season, so drop by the website at ccrwildgameprocessing.com for details. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing in Roanoke, Texas. More than 30 years of family recipes that we enjoy sharing with your camp. ccrwildgameprocessing.com Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com 
raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Glad you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. I'm so honored to serve as MC at the Jim Shockey Freedom Hunters Fundraiser, Isle of Palms, South Carolina. Time is running out. It's coming up right around the corner, March 26th and 27th. It's just going to be an absolutely gorgeous setting as we work hard to raise money to send our military veterans from the U.S. and Canada our very finest and bravest on tremendous hunting and fishing trips, outdoor adventures with Freedom Hunters. There is a special event discount at the hotel, at the Isle of Palms, at the Wild Dunes Resort. But you must take advantage of this by February 24th. Just a few days left to get the discount, and maybe not even that long, because as soon as the block fills up, it's gone. So, hey, get in touch with them today. We've got contact info at kinderoutdoors.com. We would love to see you in Isle of Palms. We're going to have a great time with the Shockey family. Eva's going to be there as well, and we want you there too. Learn more about the Jim Shockey Classic at kinderoutdoors.com. Author Michael Simpson from the great state of Mississippi has a new book, When Kings Go to Battle. He's been hanging on that Kinder Outdoors trot line. Thank you for doing so, Michael. Yeah, appreciate you. You bet. Listen, uh, we're talking about springtime turkey hunting, and I can't let you go today. We can't wrap it up unless we talk a little bit about uh, calling. Uh, let's let's start early in the season. Let's say that those birds are just starting to get interested, just starting to gobble a little bit. Uh, how are you going to approach early spring? Okay, a lot of times our uh, our Mississippi opener is going to be March 15th. It typically is, and we don't have a leaf on trees then. So the bottomland and everything is wide open. What I normally will do, unless unless there's just so much hen talk around a roosted gobbler that you have to throw your hat in the ring, I pretty much will let him get on the ground before I even say one word to him. And there is a reason for that. Uh, of course, if if we if you call to him on the roost, you know he's going to expect that hen to go to the base of that tree, or at least get have a visual to him. I've just learned over the years, let him get on the ground and then start talking to him. But but the exception is if he's just got a big old wad of, of hens to, with around him, try to sound like the hen that seems to be the most dominant or the most vocal. If you can mimic her. Um, you know, and throw your hat in the ring, you'll have a chance. But, you know, if they're surrounded by hens like that, you really, you know, your odds are stacked against you to begin with. The toughest time to call is when they're henned up. Everything's been active for a while, and, uh, boy, they're really hot and they're gobbling, but they've got a harem. That's right. Uh, If the hens and the gobblers are, are roosted far enough apart and the gobbler's still on the roost, and the hens, say, say I accidentally get between some hens and the gobbler. If I can get away with it, and the hen, say the hen is on the ground coming to a still roosted gobbler, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that hen. Um, and, and that's, uh, I, I'm not saying that I can get away with it every time, but if I feel like I can get away, if I'm far enough from that roosted gobbler, and I know a hen is, is definitely going to him, 
I'm, I'm going to turn her. Uh, I'm going to eliminate that part of the equation if I can. Uh, and that has worked. That has worked really well for me. Um, but if they're in tight, I mean, it's it's just it's just one of the hardest scenarios that you have, uh, especially if you're limited for time. Now, if you have time to hang out and just kind of keep in touch with them, um, you know, you can. You know, I've had I've had deals for four hours before waiting for him just to lose every single one of his hens, and right when he left his last one, here he came. But, you know, sometimes a, a fella doesn't have that much time, you know, especially if he's trying to work for a living, you know, in his spare time. Uh, you don't have time to mess with one that long. Uh, so it's it's one of the hardest uh, scenarios. Um, what I will do, though, I want to be the first hen that talks to him when he flies down. Uh, quick as he hits the ground, I, before he even has time to think, I'm calling to him. Uh, I want to be his first option. Uh, if he doesn't have a visual now, if he's fall if he pitches down in a group of hens, I mean it's it's a, it's I won't say it's hopeless, but you you're going to have to call the hens in at that point, point. Uh, and you could possibly you know pick a fight with the with the leader. Uh, I don't have as much luck with that um, as some do, but uh, that is that's about your only play on that. There you go. It's uh, like you said, wait them out later in the day, which is. Easier to do in your hardwoods than it is out in West Texas because they might be six miles from where they came down from that roost. No. <laughs> by, and, by and that is, that is. Hey, but here's here's something else though with a hand up gobbler, something to keep in mind because this happens quite a bit too. So you have a gobbler that has flown down, surrounded by hens, and you know you've called. They know he's answered you. He, he knows you're there. These satellite birds, these subordinate birds that are legal, the gobblers, they will sometimes sneak in. They won't even say a word. That's why if you're if you're watching, you know, say 70, 80 yards, you know, a gobbler surrounded by hens, you really need to, I mean, not that you could really move at that point because they would see you, but you really need to be looking around because there's, there's I've, I've had this happen more times than, I've had it happen enough times that it's definitely something that a fellow needs to keep in mind. These satellite birds are called into that, or they sneak into that, or they think they can steal the hen away uh, from from the harem. Uh, there was a bird several years ago that I actually um, I was hunting. I was, I was one bird away from a limit in Mississippi, and, he, and I had a, a gobbler. A, he was he was a big one um, that that I really wanted to be my third bird. Well, that morning. There was a uh, he, you know, he got surrounded by hens. I couldn't do anything with him. Well, a, another a two and a half year old bird came by, and I called to him. He turned on a dime, and just came right to me. Now, the 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 special thing about that bird was, is I actually had uh, messed up a few days before, and misjudged uh, the range on it, and and uh, and and had wounded him, and I was just sick as a dog. But I did get redemption on him. Uh, you know, called him back up. Uh, you know, shot him about 19 yards, but he never said a word. He he was sneaking in uh, to my calling, and uh, you know I wouldn't. I just got lucky on him on being able to see him, but he did turn on the dime when I saw when I when I was able to when he was going to 90 degree angle and I called to him. He never said a word, but he just he just came right in. Uh, but that that those satellite birds now sometimes that that'll be what you need to be looking for. There you go. We're talking to Michael Simpson. Uh, he's got a new book out as we kind of 
start sniffing out spring turkey season a little bit, start getting excited about it. It's called When Kings Go to Battle. You can learn all about it, more about it, at kinderoutdoors.com. Where can we buy a copy of this thing, Michael? Well, it's I'm just selling it directly from me. Uh, I haven't put it on Amazon or anything else. And I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about that, but I kind of look at this book like a uh, like a call maker would look at a call. I, I kind of like the one-on-one interaction. I, I don't I don't really want a third party to 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 uh, be involved with it right now. I, I like to hear the stories from the people that are buying it. Uh, you know, there'll be you know they might contact me directly via my email, and then they you know I've. You know, Billy, I've made friends. This the 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 most uh, rewarding part this last uh, few months since this book is released is the people that I've met and the friendships that I've made that you know they'll last for a lifetime. And it was because of this book, you know, um, that I I just like the one-on-one interaction. Uh, so I've been selling directly from me. You can contact me at bigorange1086 at gmail dot com. Uh, I am on Facebook. Uh, you know, I have several people to order that way. Uh, but as of right now, that's I'm going to sell it direct. And you know, I like that one-on-one transaction. You know, I want to I want to hear your stories. You know, when you buy it. Very good, Michael Simpson. Thank you so much for the time. Have a great spring turkey season. Hey. We'll talk again. Hey, Billy, I appreciate you having me on. They sell memberships now at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Individual, family, and corporate memberships making it easier for you to visit the ranch more often. Check them out. Joshua Creek Ranch. This old camp house has lots of room. Come on in. Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fueler. Having a big time at Pheasant Fest up in Minnesota this weekend. Wish I was there. Hope you guys are having a ball. We're talking turkeys with Michael Simpson. He's written a book uh, down there in Mississippi. It's called When Kings Go to Battle. We're going to be talking to him more about that later. But how about those turkey legs? What do you do with them? Most turkey legs end up, wild turkey legs end up in the trash. They're too tough. But... If you're legendary outdoor writer Jim Zumbo, they're going in the soup. I want to talk to you a little bit about this because you're one of the few people in my life that has spoken positively about wild turkey legs because they are tougher than combat boots, but you just love them. You have a recipe that works, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, basically, it's a matter of cooking those babies until they are fork tender and the meat falls off the bones. And the way to do that is to put them in a crock pot with some chicken broth and cook them for at least 10 hours. Uh, wow. Now, if, you, if you happen to have a Jake, it may, you might get it, be able to get it done in eight, but an old Tom, at least 10 hours, sometimes 12. And oh, my you, when, when they're done, you know, the, the legs are, unlike the breasts, are kind of dark meated, and people think that they're, they're going to taste like liver or, you know, gamey, but... Really, when you're done with this recipe, they are delightful. So we're going to put them in a crock pot uh, with chicken broth. And what chicken else? Broth. Kind of talk us through your Jim Zumbo okay. recipe. Basically, basically chicken broth um, to cover. 
and chop up some uh, celery and onions and carrots and toss it all in there and some garlic salt. And if you have some favorite spices or herbs or seasonings, throw them in there and and let her go. Uh, turn it on and let it go uh, at high and keep testing it after eight or nine hours. And uh, But every crock pot I've used, it takes at least ten. And then when the meat falls off the bones, uh, take them out of there and when they cool off, uh, remove all the meat and uh, save that, strain that broth and use and the ve- veggies. Save those veggies and basically get yourself some rice or noodles and cook them on the side and put your meat that uh, you've deboned and your veggies together and add them to the rice or noodles and you got yourself some really fine soup. That sounds like a really great soup and a great it, it recipe. Really is. It really is. And also, one of the little tricks, too, is it adds some grated Parmesan cheese. Oh, that yeah. Gives, That's that always a great flavor as well. Parmesan is good on breakfast cereal. It's good on everything. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's your Italian background coming out now, Zumbo. You betcha. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how that's many? Another thing, another thing, too, is the wings are, are even better. They're white-meated, but, boy, I'll tell you, Plucking a turkey's wings, you almost need needle-nose pliers. It's it's a real ordeal. So if you're into that, save the wings as well. Well, this is bonus uh, coverage here. We're getting wings with our legs. That's that's <laughs> that's good. Uh, I have never I've never done that. I've never plucked the wings on a turkey. That's always well, I'll tell uh, you, they're not they're not fun. But try to do it as soon as that bird expires. You know, so it's still even warm. Because once they get set, you know, then they're a little tougher to pull out. Yep, that's a very good point uh, for your entire – if you like to pluck your bird, the sooner the better. Uh, Absolutely. After you tag that bird, of course, uh, and get legal with it. How many free turkey legs have you been awarded in turkey camps through the years? I bet it's millions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was was hunting one time in Texas with a bunch of writers, and uh, I'm not sure where we were, but we were hunting turkeys and pigs. I mean, like maybe there were a lot of us, and, and the turkeys were very cooperative. We got maybe ten or twelve birds, and I had gone off to uh, hunt some pigs, and I came back later, and everyone said that well, the turkeys have all been cleaned. I said, oh, that's cool. All the breasts are in the cooler, and I said, where's the legs? And they looked at me and said, what? I said, well, where's the legs? Well, they're still attached to the carcass. Where's the carcass? In the dumpster. So I became a dumpster diver. <laughs> I used the ladder, jumped in there, threw those turkeys out, and and cut all those legs off and took them home. So I might have, I might have taken home honestly. I don't know, maybe uh, twelve or fifteen pairs of legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was some mighty good eating at the Zumbo yeah, home there. And you know, a lot of states even say that you know. Um, Wanting waste of game meat can be a violation. In fact, it's probably a violation in every state. But they even yeah. exclude turkey legs. You don't need to really, in some states, you know, yeah. as long as you breast it, you're okay, and then the rest of you do with what you want, which I, yeah, I think is Yeah, exactly. Sin, they're just so tough, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Zumbo yeah. is tougher. And so, uh... <laughs> what a great guy. My old buddy, Jim Zumbo, up there in Wyoming, just to the uh, to the west of Cody, Wyoming, Jim Zumbo. You might meet him at Granny's Restaurant in Cody sometime. I think he loves to have breakfast in there three or four times a week. 
Hey, this corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. There's a Pro Plan formula built specifically for your dog, no matter the age or the activity level. Doesn't matter. Even a dog with special conditions like an itchy coat. Hey, there's a Pro Plan formula specifically built for your dog. Pick up the Pro Plan that works for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. Hey, we're going to make a little run to the coffee pot, and then when we come back, we're rejoined by Michael Simpson in the great state of Mississippi. He's talking about spring turkeys. That's what he does. He is a turkey man, and he's jotted down his experiences in a very entertaining book. We'll talk to him about it when we come back. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. 
wildsheepfoundation.org. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not in the school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Hop in the truck. Half the fun is just getting there. Kinder Outdoors. Michael Simpson lives down in Mississippi. He is a turkey hunter, and he's done a really good job of jotting down his experiences. Put it all together in a new book, good-looking book, hardback, called When Kings Go to Battle. We had a conversation with him about that last hour. Michael Simpson, welcome to the show, buddy. I appreciate the call. You bet, absolutely. You've got a new book out there. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, uh, and we're talking about springtime tur- turkeys, and specifically uh, the eastern species of birds. Where'd you get that uh, title? I-, I know where you got it, but I want you to explain it to folks. Uh, it's right out of Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, where it says, In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle. And I was reading that passage while I was writing the book, and I said, You know what? That's the name of the book, When Kings yep. Go to Battle. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. You love to turkey hunt. I guess you still deer hunt, duck hunt, do other things, but you're eating up with turkeys. Yeah, pretty much anything, the deer and the duck, they just pass the time to the springtime. And um, that's, um, I get all my work done the other three, <laughs> the other nine months of the year. Uh, come March, April, May, I'm pretty much turkey hunting every day. Now, I will still work during that time, but I'm usually going in uh to work uh, the late shift and i mean i burn that candle at both ends during the springtime so are you one of those guys that after you tag out you you can't shoot another bird you've hit your limit do you still go out and study the birds watch the birds listen to the birds i will i've got a network of friends that once my season ends i will continue to hunt uh with them um i'm getting to where i really enjoy that part of it because i don't it's it's not necessary that I be the one to pull the trigger. I just like to be on, in on the hunt. You know, I don't I don't have to kill the bird uh, for it to be a success. Of course, that is the ultimate goal. I like to eat turkey, but uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I keep journal records of all of my hunts. And I, there's a trend that I've noticed here lately that, uh, and it took me a while to to notice it that on the hunts that I kill. Uh, the entries into my journal are shorter, and the ones that the bird gave me the slip made me, you know, be the idiot that I sometimes am. Uh, those are rather lengthy, and I can't say, uh, can't sit here and say that uh, I actually don't enjoy the ones 
that uh, give me the slip more than the ones that I actually killed the bird. Uh, it's all fun. It's fun every time. And those that give you a whipping, you learn more from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the ones that you remember more than the bird that just flies off the roost, takes two steps, and you shoot it. Uh, you know, I, I like to have a hunt like that every now and then, but, man, sometimes sometimes you got to struggle to be able to appreciate, the, you know, the really good times. You so. bet, yeah. It's fun to call them. It's fun. You talk about calling for other guys and letting them do the shooting. That's, absolutely, that's a lot of fun. You're going to love the book if you're a turkey hunter or not, if you just love the outdoors. Uh, this is It's a really cool book. Uh, it's 100 pages, so you can sit down and read this thing. Uh, in in the uh, deer blind one morning or a slow day on the boat or whatever. I mean, it's a sh- it's a short read and it's really good. It's entertaining. It's not a how to book. We've got a lot of how to books on hunting turkeys. Right. It's an experience book. It's you, right. you jot down your memoirs uh, in this book, but through those memoirs, you're going to learn a lot about turkey hunting. You know, that's what I tell people, Billy. That I, this is not a how to book, like you said. But I'll have you at the base of that tree with me, and you'll see how I did it that day. Now, and I'll tell you, it'll be whether the good or the bad. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to uh, to share my mishaps. I mean, I've got an entire chapter. The last chapter in that book is dedicated just to the times that I messed things up, and uh, you know, it, that's just that's just part of the experience. You know, a lot of turkey hunting stories that they all are around the same. You know, the bird gobbles. You call to him, he comes, and then he's a heap of feathers. Uh, but not all of those hunts in that book are, are like that. Uh, it's various topics. Um, now, there has been several people that have read this book cover to cover, one setting. They tell me they couldn't put it down. Of course, that's a great compliment to me. Uh, most readers nowadays, they will read a chapter a night on any book that they've got, regardless if it's mine or somebody else's. Uh, so I tailor this book to be that type of book. That way, you know, if you have five to ten minutes, you can sit down and read one of my chapters, and the next night you wouldn't have to necessarily remember what you read the, the previous night. Each chapter stands alone. And there it's, you, go. you know, we've got a wide range of topics. There's one chapter uh, dealing with my first bird, Old House Place Road. The Old House Place Road is probably, uh, from the feedback that I've gotten so far, probably – the favorite chapter of a lot of my readers, um, In the Presence of Mine Enemies, is another one where it's talking about hunting public land. And public land in Mississippi is unlike any other place in this country from what I've heard. So, But it's all it's – it's been a fun process. It, it really has. I bet it has, yeah. I, I uh, do that a lot, and I, and I recommended before. Take a journal – with you or even a little voice recorder, throw it in your backpack, right. uh, no matter what you're doing, and, and take notes for yourself. Keep a journal. Go back and read that stuff 10, 15 years later, right. and and you can relive it uh, all over again. The book is called When Kings Go to Battle. We're hunting springtime turkeys uh, as that season's right around the corner uh, with Michael Simpson, a new book that, that he has out. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about public land. Uh, because number one, you know, a lot of turkey guys, a lot of really smart turkey guys will tell you that, you know, out of the four or five, count Mexico, North American species, the old Eastern is the toughest, toughest of the bunch. He's the toughest to, to call in and, and make him cooperate. So if you cut your teeth on Easterns and that's your bird, you're an Eastern guy, 
in Tennessee and in Mississippi, uh, and still in, in Mississippi. Uh, and you do that on public land, especially with the pressure that you guys get down in Mississippi, you're going to turn out, you're either going to quit and go do something else, buy some golf clubs or something, or you're going to be a doggone good turkey hunter after a while. I mean, it's either sink or swim with this. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good turkey hunters out there that, and I, and I can't, say this from personal experience because I'm not as traveled as some people are when it comes to the turkey hunting. There's a lot of uh, talk about, you know, killing a bird in every state, in each state. And, well, I know two in this state of Mississippi that have quietly been going around, and they will probably uh, kill in all 49 probably in the next two years. And it's it's just people that you don't know about. And uh, they're doing it on public land. Um, there is some really good turkey hunters down here. Um, I'm probably average. I'm not going to, you know, I wrote a book, but that doesn't make me, you know, necessarily a, an expert in that arena. But I am passionate about the wild turkey, and I am passionate about uh, the pursuit of it. And I want the reader to, when he finishes my book, or she, and not necessarily to think, boy, you know, he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to kill a turkey. I want them to know how passionate that I am about it and that the turkey is worth being passionate about because that pursuit is, there is nothing else like it. If a man had to only choose one and I could only choose one, it would be the wild turkey. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to get some how-to from you about hunting public land and maybe a few tips that uh, you can give us uh, as we start to scope out uh, the springtime. Can you hang on just a minute? Yes, sir. Hey, to our friends. Listening to us in Nashville, Tennessee, and and all around the Nashville, greater Nashville area today. If you're enjoying Michael Simpson talking turkeys, you'll enjoy your day at the National Wild Turkey Federation annual convention down there at the Gaylord Opryland Resort in Nashville. Uh, Handmade, homemade turkey calls from all over the world, everything you can imagine. Don't miss the turkey calling contest. They're going to give away over $25,000 in turkey calling prize money at the Gaylord this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee for the NWTF annual convention. Let's take a little break, grab a cup of coffee, and then we're talking turkeys again with Michael Simpson. This is professional turkey hunter Ray I. When I'm not in the great outdoors... I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. 
The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. The state of Nevada offers a special non-resident only mule deer tag each year, which greatly enhances your chance of getting drawn. But you need to hurry. The deadline is Monday, March 6th. So now is the time to enter. To enter the draw, you need to be sponsored by an outfitter. And that starts at NevadaOutfitters.org. That's NevadaOutfitters.org. This special tag is for non-resident mule deer hunters only. And the draw is just days away. Contact NevadaOutfitters.org today. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, they believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. 
To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Sometimes, our office is a bass boat. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Kinder Outdoors. Joshua Creek Ranch of the Texas Hill Country is world-class, really. Five-star upland bird hunting. They've got a kennel of about 100 bird dogs <laughs> down there. Well-trained and well-mannered, but, hey, your dogs are welcome, too. You bet. Go stay five-star. Grin the whole time. And book another trip to Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Learn more about them uh, when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Michael Simpson has a new book. It's called When Kings Go to Battle. He's a springtime turkey hunter. And we're talking to him about the book today. Thanks for hanging on, Michael. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Michael Simpson has a new book out. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, talking about springtime turkey hunting. And he's done a lot of his turkey hunting on uh, public land, and public land that gets a lot of pressure. I want you to talk us through that a little bit, because in a lot of states, a lot of folks listening to us today, the only option they have is public land. Uh, what What are some scouting tips that you can give us, Michael, if we're going to go on a public hunt? Well, if I'm encountering a new piece of ground, the first thing I'm going to do is find the water and just work my way out from there as far as just scouting is concerned. Um, I try to stay as low impact um, as as possible. Um, we think we can walk into the woods without making ripples, but we actually uh, have a quite a quite a, a presence when we walk into the woods. Um, so I try to limit that uh, as much as I can. Um, one other thing that you have to do, well, I take a lot of notes on the people that hunt the same areas that I do and what their tendencies are because, you know, you might know what a, a group of turkeys are doing, but that doesn't do you a lick of good if you know that three people are going to be hunting those same birds. Uh, so you have to kind of find the birds that are away from the crowd, and, uh, you know, you have to scout the people as much as you do the turkeys. Yep. Hey. They pattern us better than we pattern them. So if you've got people that have been tromping in and out of there in the same places every day and year after year, they know that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and people, I think that is the, the greatest problem that new hunters have is they don't realize exactly what kind of impact they're having. Uh, they walk into the woods, they cause a squirrel to bark. You know, they cause you know just a little bit of activity there that. You know, it might not spook the turkeys totally away, but that gobbler's already written off that place. You know, if you start working a turkey, he's going to hang up just because that squirrel might have been barking. I know I know that it might sound just far-fetched, but that's, you know, just because the, the, the just because he's a goblin doesn't mean he ain't already spooked. Uh, and he might yep. be gobbling to everything that you send to him, but he's already written you off. Uh, you know, you're sitting in a red zone to him. Just, you know, I used to be like, well, he was still, he wasn't spooked. You know, he was still gobbling to me, but that's, that's not the case. He is spooked. He is giving you courtesy, but he ain't coming to that spot. You're going to have to yeah. do something different. 
you uh, hunt down there in Mississippi. You hunt a lot of hardwood country. From reading your book, I can tell you hunt hunt a lot of hardwoods. My buddy Ray I up there in Missouri, yes, he hunts the hardwoods and hollers and hills, and sounds like similar kind of country uh, where most of my turkey hunting is out in West Texas. A lot yeah. of places I set up, I can see several hundred yards. Not necessarily the case with you. When you go to roost your birds in the dark early in the morning, uh, and you, you've got a little cover to work with there, how, right. how close How close do you, knowing your shot is going to be limited, how close do you try to set up to that roost? Probably on average, if I was just the average kill that I've had over the years, probably 150 yards. Uh, later in the season, if uh, if I haven't tagged out and, the, and it gr- gets green up, I can get a little bit tighter. Um, what I want to do when I sit down on a bird on the roost is I want to be able to get, I want my best first option, but I want to be able to go to my option B undetected if I can. In other words, I don't want to get so tight that if things go sideways, I can't make a move. I always want to be able to do one one chest move ahead of the turkey and let the calls do the walking for me, you know, as far as closing that final distance. Uh, I like to keep as many options in any any moment when I'm turkey hunting. I, I'm thinking of options at all times, and that's pretty much my mantra on it. You know, try to keep it low impact, uh, but I, I will set up for, I will set up on a bird thinking, what am I going to do if this happens? You know, always thinking ahead. I, I hear guys talk about shooting them with a 410 and a right. 20 gauge. Hey, listen, I, I go out and I get the biggest, longest, heaviest <laughs> 12 gauge, smack them in the face choke that I can put in my, you know, 68 inch barrel. Right. I, <laughs> I want all that I can throw at them. What do you hunt them with? Well, um, you know, I, I believe in familiarity of a gun. With a gun, uh, I don't have a special turkey gun. Uh, I use the same gun that I kill ducks with, doves with. I, I like to be familiar because you never know when you might have to get one that's, uh, I've shot them flying, I've shot them running. Um, I know some people would cringe at that, but, you know, it, it's going to happen sometime or another, and you want to be able to get on that bird very quickly. Um, you know, I shoot a Super Black Eagle II uh, with a, uh, with a Primos Jellyhead, and I do use TSS. Uh, that's a topic in itself right there. But uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm like you. I want to have a lot of horsepower. I like to have a lot of room for error. Not that I'm going to be shooting that gobbler that's standing out there at 60 yards out in the field because, you know, I just, I'm not usually in a field setting. I'm usually, you know, it, my, most of my shots, I think the last five birds, if you were going to average them, it's probably going to be around 30 yards. Uh, once they break that uh, 35 to 30, I'm, I'm going to shoot them. I'm not going to get too cute and let them get too close because, I mean, that's where misses happen. Uh, but if he's coming and if he stops at 30 yards, I'm going to I'm going to eat him. And uh, but I, it's funny that you mentioned that about all the horsepower on your shotgun. I've got a friend in Tennessee, and he shoots a lot of his uh, turkeys with a bow. But if he doesn't shoot it with a bow when he takes his shotgun out. He's got a ten gauge, uh, three and a half inch, of course, and I mean he's 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 one extreme to the other. Shooting TSS yep. or or archery, there is no gray area with him. It's one extreme to the other. There so, you go. You hey, you're but, talking but they about each their own man. Yeah, that's that's just go go get in the woods. You were talking right. about uh, 
shooting them on the fly, shooting them on the run. The first bird that the great Walter Parrott ever shot had flown over him from, from a roost over a rock he was sitting on. He shot it flying away uh, like a dove hunt, you know. So just right. shoot them. They taste the same. That That is exactly right. I mean, I want to do things right, you know, as far as, you know, call them in and, and just, you know, have them standing there perfect. But, you know, sometimes things aren't perfect. Um, is you know as long as they're in range and I, I won't pull the trigger unless I think that I well not think unless I'm almost positive I'm gonna kill that bird you know yep there uh, you go there, so, I have made the human element on that you know there's always going to be you know a wad of briars or there's going to be a little twig you know that you're that you are so focused on that bird that you don't see it you know three feet off your gun barrel. You know, that, you know, it's it's kind of hard to, when you develop that tunnel vision, you know, when you're looking at a gobbler, uh, you know, you gotta you got to make a conscious effort to back up your vision all the way back to that gun barrel, say, am I, am I clear all the way to it? You know, and, and sometimes that's hard to do. You bet. Hey, we've got to take another little break, but uh, Michael, if you can hang with me, we're going to come back and talk about calling, okay? Okay. The book is uh, is brand new. You can learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Michael Simpson wrote it. It's called When Kings Go to Battle, talking about hunting springtime turkeys. We'll be right back. You know, we always talk about the uh, five-star upland bird hunting. It is Orvis endorsed. It's Beretta endorsed. It's Shooting Sportsman endorsed at uh, Joshua Creek Ranch in Bernie, Texas, just northwest of San Antonio. But, hey, there are other options. They've got decoyed mallard hunts uh, that are just a total blast. Uh, also, native Texas white-tailed deer and plenty of turkeys, too. Book your time with Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. Hi, I'm Walter Perry, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. 
If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple. To put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Looking at a 12 with a 10-inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kendra Outdoors. Michael, thanks for hanging on. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you. You bet. Listen, uh, we're talking about springtime turkey hunting, and I can't let you go today. We can't wrap it up unless we talk a little bit about uh, calling. Uh, let's let's start early in the season. Let's say that those birds are just starting to get interested, just starting to gobble a little bit. Uh, how are you going to approach early spring? Okay, a lot of times our uh, our Mississippi opener is going to be March 15th. It typically is, and we don't have a leaf on trees then. So the bottomland and everything is wide open. What I normally will do, unless unless there's just so much hen talk around a roosted gobbler that you have to throw your hat in the ring, I pretty much will let him get on the ground before I even say one word to him. And there is a reason for that. Uh, of course, if if we if you call to him on the roost, you know he's going to expect that hen to go to the base of that tree, or at least get have a visual to him. I've just learned over the years, let him get on the ground and then start talking to him. 
but but the exception is if he's just got a big old wad of hens to, with around him, try to sound like the hen that seems to be the most dominant or the most vocal. If you can mimic her, um, you know, and throw your hat in the ring, you'll have a chance. But, you know, if they're surrounded by hens like that, you really, you know, you, your odds are stacked against you to begin with. The toughest time to call is when they're henned up. Everything's been active for a while, and, uh, boy, they're really hot and they're gobbling, but they've got a harem. That's right. Uh, if the hens and the gobblers are, are roosted far enough apart and the gobbler's still on the roost, and the hens, say, say I accidentally get between some hens and the gobbler. If I can get away with it, and the hen, say the hen is on the ground coming to a still roosted gobbler, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that hen. Um, and, and that's, uh, I, I'm not saying that I can get away with it every time, but if I feel like I can get away, if I'm far enough from that roosted gobbler, and I know a hen is, is definitely going to him, I'm, I'm gonna turn her. Uh, I'm going to eliminate that part of the equation if I can, uh, and that has worked. That has worked really well for me. Um, but if they're in tight, I mean, it's it's just it's just one of the hardest scenarios that you have, uh, especially if you're limited for time. Now, if you have time to hang out and just kind of keep in touch with them, um, you know, you can. You know, I've had I've had deals for four hours before waiting for him just to lose every single one of his hands. And right when he left his last one, here he came. But, you know, sometimes a, a fella doesn't have that much time, you know, especially if he's trying to work for a living, you know, in his spare time. Uh, you don't have time to mess with one that long. Uh, so it's it's one of the hardest uh, scenarios. Um, what I will do, though, I want to be the first hen that talks to him when he flies down. Uh, quick as he hits the ground, I, before he even has time to think, I'm calling to him. Uh, I want to be his first option uh, if he doesn't have a visual. Now, if he's fall, if he pitches down in a group of hens, I mean it's it's a, it's. I won't say it's hopeless, but you're you're going to have to call the hens in at that point. Uh, and you could possibly you know pick a fight with the with the leader. Uh, I don't have as much luck with that um, as some do, but. Uh, that is, that's about your only play on that. There you go. It's, uh, like you said, wait them out later in the day, which is easier to do in your hardwoods than it is out in West Texas because they might be six miles from where they came down from that roost. No. <laughs> by, and, by and, and that is, that is, hey, but here's, here's something else though, with a hand up gobbler, something to keep in mind because this happens quite a bit too. So you have a gobbler that is flown down surrounded by hens. And you know, you've called, they know, he's answered you, he, he knows you're there. These satellite birds, these subordinate birds that are legal, the gobblers, they will sometimes sneak in, they won't even say a word. That's why if you're, if you're watching, you know, say 70, 80 yards, you know, a gobbler surrounded by hens, you really need to, I mean, not that you could really move at that point because they would see you, but you really need to be looking around because there's, there's, I've, I've had this happen more times than, I've had it happen enough times that it's definitely something that a fellow needs to keep in mind. These satellite birds are called into that, or they sneak into that, or they think they can steal the hen away uh, from from the harem. Uh, there was a bird several years ago that I actually um, I was hunting. I was, I was one bird away from a limit in Mississippi, and, he, and I had a, a gobbler. A, he was he was a big one um, that that I really wanted to be my third bird. 
Well, that morning, there was uh, he, you know, he got surrounded by hens. I couldn't do anything with him. Well, a, another a two and a half year old bird came by, and I called to him. He turned on a dime, and just came right to me. Now, the 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 special thing about that bird was, is I actually had uh, messed up a few days before, and misjudged uh, the range on it, and and uh, and and had wounded him, and I was just sick as a dog. But I did get redemption on him. Uh, you know, caught him back up. Uh, you know, shot him about 19 yards. But he never said a word. He he was sneaking in uh, to my calling, and uh, you know I wouldn't. I just got lucky on him on being able to see him. But he did turn on the dime when I saw when I when I was able to when he was going to 90 degree angle and I called to him. He never said a word, but he just he just came right in. Uh, but that, that those satellite birds now sometimes that that'll be what you need to be looking for. There you go. We're talking to Michael Simpson. Uh, he's got a new book out as we kind of start sniffing out spring turkey season a little bit, start getting excited about it. It's called When Kings Go to Battle. You can learn all about it, more about it, at kinderoutdoors.com. Where can we buy a copy of this thing, Michael? Well, it's I'm just selling it directly from me. Uh, I haven't put it on Amazon or anything else. And I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about that. But I kind of look at this book like a uh, like a call maker would look at a call. I, I kind of... Like the one-on-one interaction, I, I don't, I don't really want a third party to, to, to uh, be involved with it right now. I, I like to hear the stories from the people that are buying it. Uh, you know, there'll be, you know, they might contact me directly via my email, and then they, you know, I've, you know, Billy, I've made friends. This the the the, the most uh, rewarding part this last uh, few months since this book is released is the people that I've met. And the friendships that I've made that, you know, they'll last for a lifetime. And it was because of this book, you know, um, that I, I just like the one-on-one interaction. Uh, so I've been selling directly from me. You can contact me at BigOrange1086 at gmail.com. Uh, I am on Facebook. Uh, you know, I have several people to order that way. Uh, but as of right now, that's I'm going to sell it direct. And, you know, I like that one-on-one transaction you know i want to i want to hear your stories you know when you buy it very good michael simpson thank you so much for the time have a great spring turkey season we'll talk again hey billy i appreciate you having me on hey before i get out of here today i want to invite you to grab your shotgun join me at defender outdoors clay sports ranch in fort worth texas because we're going to have a little fun on March 3rd. Uh, and this is the seventh year in a row that we've done this. It's the annual Pull for Kids clay shoot. And I'm talking about the kids that benefit from the CASA program in Tarrant County, Texas. Come on out, get your group together. Let's have a great time. March 3rd is the big day. Defenders are a great place to shoot if you've never been. You ought to check it out. Come on out, grab your buddies and join us. Let's go benefit others while we have a good time. Michael Simpson's new book is available now. You've heard him talking about it on the show today. It's an easy read, about 100 pages or so, uh, storytelling that you'll actually learn turkey hunting uh, as you listen to Michael's stories unfold. Really well done. Highly recommended. Go check it out. You can learn more about Michael, his new book, when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. 
Hey, that's it. I want to thank you so much for hanging out in our camp house this week at Kinder Outdoors. And also I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time we have together each and every week. Come on back and see us next time. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 